Hello and welcome to another episode of Accessible Airwaves. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in, in the, the mind, mind of the beholder. My name is Adam Kearns. I am interviewing Janine and Dave. Janine is the Community Outreach Coordinator, part of the Rocky Mountain Adaptive. Dave is an athlete and a member of the Rocky Mountain Adaptive. As part of his continued rehabilitation from a recent skiing spinal cord injury, Rocky Mountain Adaptive is based out of Camor area. They offer winter and summer programs such as skiing, whitewater kayaking, making the mountains more accessible for people with disabilities. They talked with me over Zoom. Janine and Dave, thank you for speaking to us. Let me ask, how was your winter in the mountains? Oh, well, our, our winter was pretty amazing. We were fortunate that our programming stayed open because we offer outdoor activities. Um, we serve uh, people with, who are neurodivergent and or have physical challenges. Um, so this winter, we were able to put in stringent protocols to ensure that those outdoor recreational opportunities remained accessible to people with all diagnoses. And while mm-hmm. we were in the early stages of winter, um, when we were all dealing with the Omicron variant, we had a very high demand for our programming. Um, possibly, I imagine that people were feeling socially isolated and not very physically active. So we had a lot of new interest in our outdoor programming. And then more recently, because the travel restrictions were lifted with COVID-19, we saw a return of our destination visitors, so people from across Canada and also people internationally coming back to Rocky Mountain Adaptive Programming. Uh, my, my winter was phenomenal in the mountains, and it was largely uh, thanks to Rocky Mountain Adaptive. I know last winter when the restrictions were a lot more uh, enforced and a lot more places were shut down, uh, Rocky Mountain Adaptive was the only only option I had for uh, fitness, for social activity, as my gym had shut down, a lot of my friends were in the midst of uh, pregnancies and raising kids, so their their social lives were a lot more strict. And for me, it was the one place that I felt comfortable and safe, just being as someone with a a, a, a compromised immune system myself, knowing that Rocky Mountain Adaptive was taking all the precautions to to keep us participants safe and to keep our family members safe as well, too, as we were returning to them. Awesome. That's awesome. That sounds very awesome. Janine, could you tell us what you do for Rocket Mountain Adaptive and what's it like to be part of the RMA? Well, as you mentioned, I'm the community outreach coordinator and my position provides what you might call structured outreach for RMA. It's a very cool position. I reach out to community partners, um, such as the agencies who serve people with various diagnoses. 
Um, we reach out to physiotherapy and occupational therapy clinics just to um, spread the word of the programs we offer. And we also work with all kinds of school groups. So if they're coming up for a school lesson at the ski hill or um, going out for country, cross-country ski or want to do a paddling experience, they can contact us. And we can ensure that if they have um, a student who needs a bit of support, we can provide that support while they're out with their school group. Uh, what's it like to be part of Rocky Mountain Adaptive? Uh, it's fun because uh, I meet people who love the mountain environment, the volunteers, the staff, the participants. Mm-hmm. And then my job is to reach out and find people who don't realize how much there is to do in the mountains and bring them out and surround them with um, great opportunities and a sense of community to do more in the mountains. And then there's a whole group that um, might not realize that they, they happen to be a mountain lover as well. So if they um, have never, ever tried adaptive cycling or paddling or skiing riding, then um, I try to, share the information and educate people as to um, how we can get out into mother nature and uh, quite frankly, just be really social with each other and have fun. So it's a, it's a great position and I'm really fortunate to have it. Sounds awesome, actually. And Dave, you recently had a spinal cord injury. Can you share your backstory and what has it been with your journey with RMA? Oh yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, so in January of 2019, I was at Sunshine uh, skiing with some friends, snowboarding prior to me taking off for New Zealand to play competitive rugby. And uh, unfortunately I suffered a, a hundred foot fall and got caught in a level two avalanche. And uh, from that I was paralyzed from the waist down. And so it was a pretty, pretty drastic change to my life, just going from high level sports, uh, going wherever I wanted to go to, uh, a whole new world with this injury where, uh, it affected not only my legs, but my bowels and my stomach. And it was really eye opening to there. Um, in the hospital, it was a pretty safe bubble, uh, to recover in. So I was in the hospital four and a half months recovering uh, from my injury. So that over that four and a half months, I kind of got used to the way the ho- the hospital was set up. And I found upon my release that the outside world wasn't as conducive to chair life. It wasn't conducive to those with mobility issues. And it was very frustrating. And it, it actually led to me falling into a pretty dark place um, in my life. It, it was a struggle for the nine months, 18 months that I was out of the hospital for me, I I battled with depression um, and all sorts of emotions trying to, to feel like I belonged in the world. I, it was, it was really weird. It was a new experience for me coming from prior before where I could go anywhere I want. I had freedom to do anything I wanted to then having to ask for help to get a box of cereal off the top shelf when I was six, seven prior to my injury. And that was what I used to do for people. So it was a very 
it was a tough transition for me. And fortunately, I was directed by a fellow uh, friend who who also has an injury, a spinal cord injury. And they were telling me that I had to get out to Rocky Mountain Adaptive. I had to go see RMA, that they were going to help the situation. And I was in such a dark place that I just, I didn't think anything could help me uh, recover from my, my mood, from my depression. And so um, I still remember vividly my first experience with Rocky Mountain Adaptive. I had the chance to ride a phenomenal piece of equipment called the Bowhead Reach, which was actually designed and developed here in Calgary by a man by the name of Christian Bag. He, uh, but for instance, that piece of equipment on its own is $20,000 to, to purchase, which is incomprehensible in my own situation with all the new expenses that chair life can bring the lack of not being able to work as much as I used to. So not having the same income level. And so reaching out to Rocky mountain adaptive, I actually got to do one of their try it kind of experiences. And I went out with Jamie and it changed my life. Literally. Uh, in that moment, I got to experience freedom. Uh, I got to experience empowerment again for the first time since my energy freedom again, since the first time for my injury and excitement. And I, what was really cool is that that piece of equipment particularly is built for those with the spinal cord injury. So I finally felt like I had something for me as well too. And I remember just screaming out to Jamie, I don't even feel, I don't even feel paralyzed in this thing. And that was, that was the a moment of pure joy that I had. And from there, it was then working with Rocky Mountain Adaptive. I shared more dreams that I had, more goals that I had. And every time I presented those to to the team at Rocky Mountain Adaptive, it's always been like, yes, let's see how we can do that. And so that's evolved from learning how to ride a sit ski and go down the same run where I had my injury with the same mm-hmm. three friends that I was with on that day on the two year anniversary. And as crazy as that experience was, I knew I was safe at the whole time because of the, the way that Rocky Mountain Adaptive prioritizes safety, prioritizes mm-hmm. us. And then from there, I was able to progress well enough in my skills to join the pro development team for the Rocky Mountain Adaptive Skiers. Uh, The following summer, after my first year, I spoke to Jamie about how I wanted to compete in the Dunbar Downhill Race Series. They were having their first ever adaptive class at that race. And Jamie uh, lined up both the rental of the bowhead for me to use to practice mm-hmm. as well as inviting me to do an instructor's course to help hone my own skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was able to compete in them. I then returned for this past season to, to be on the pro development team. And then it's now progressed to a point where I'll be their new lead coming into the summer for their mountain bike program as well too. So for myself, it's kind of been from first time user to avid user like that first season i got out 50 plus times on snow which was more times than i'd gotten out in the 10 years prior to my injury probably and uh-huh. then to getting onto a bowhead and getting my skills up and and now i'm excited to be part of this same team and to be giving these same experiences to others because i know personally from my own journey how much that 
changed my direction that I was on. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So what other winter programs are you doing and what does the bowhead ski look like? Uh, so the, the, I primarily am involved in just the sit skiing through the winter. Uh, and it's actually the bowhead is the bike. Uh, and then the, there's a few manufacturers of sit skis that we've had. Uh, so what's cool is, uh, Rocky mountain adaptive has quite a range of sit skis. So for myself, I'm able to ride in a mono ski, uh, which is just one ski due to the level of my injury. It's a little bit lower. I have a little bit more core, whereas someone who has a higher level of injury, less core control, or may have a totally different, uh, need to be out on the mountains. There are by skis, which obviously are two. And then there's ones with the handles as well too. So those, that, that sit ski equipment is quite, uh, universal in the setting. And then within each person, uh, the amount of experience that the team at Rocky Mountain Adaptive has is phenomenal. And they're able to customize it with foam in the right places to have support. And I always like one of my instructor's explanations of the sit ski is that it's mm. just the world's biggest ski boot. It goes in, it's actually goes into a standard binding on a sit ski. We use racing bindings just because there's a lot more torque on them, obviously, in a block. But mm. the best analogy for what a sit ski is, is just the world's biggest ski boot. And it, we sit in it, we get it in it controlled, and then we have our, what are called outriggers to act as our ski poles. And then those just give us stability, allow us mm. to be a lot more independent on the hill as well. Cool. What kind of programs available with, with disabilities it is in the summer as well there, Jeanine? Yeah, that's a good question. So as, as Rocky Mountain Adaptive grew, um, we, there was a, a decision early on to offer um, any sport that people would be interested. So um, in summer, we offer quite a variety. Um, our summer season, We'll start like the end of May, June, as the snow melts kind of lower down in the valley here. And we run our programs into September as weather permits. Last September was really busy because it was quite good weather. Um, we offer cycling, like hand cycling, tandem cycles, or tandem bikes. We obviously mountain bike, as um, Dave talked about quite a bit, uh, different paddling activities. Uh, like uh, stand up, sit down, pack, paddling, kayaking. We offer swimming, indoor climbing, golfing, fishing, yoga, baseball, and soccer. Uh, we have like a variety of options. You can have like half day or full day adventures. You can have multi-week programs for kayaking, cycling, golf, um, for instance. And What's really cool is through the, a partnership with William Watson Lodge out in Kananaskis country, the, in the third week of August, we offer a friends and family camp and guests will stay um, either in the lodge, which is fully accessible, 
or in the adjacent uh, camping area. And uh, RMA offers adaptive sports activities throughout the week. It's a sleepover camp. So an entire family could come out and then they could all go biking together or paddling together. Mm. And we have social activities in the evenings, lots of s'mores, big budget for s'mores. Um, we have different field sports going on. So maybe a soccer game or a softball game and everyone's included. So uh, it's, a, it's very much a, an inclusive summer camp. And then at the end of the camp, we have a big barbecue with everyone. So it's really great because families uh, get to connect with each other and siblings do too. So if a sibling has, you know, is in a family where like a brother or sister is on the autism spectrum, you know, they might find another person who is also a sibling to someone with autism. Um, And so it's just like making those social connections and then a whole supportive network can come from that, which is really important. So that's one of the things we do to build community around the people who join activities at RMA. Mm -hmm. And Dave, you mentioned your biking as well and what you're looking forward to this summer with RMA. Uh, As I touched on before, this will be my first season. Uh, working with them in an official capacity. I've done some instructing with them after the instructor's program, a couple one-offs. What I'm really looking forward to this year is to be on the other side of the experience and to be delivering that experience to others. I know how transformative that first day was for me. It still brings a little bit of a tear to my eye as I'm thinking about it right now. and I, and I want to be involved in empowering others to have that same experience because I can trace everything that has happened over the last two and a half years to that week, that day in September, uh, be it my mood, my excitement for just waking up, my excitement for fitness again, because there was a reason to be in shape again because mm-hmm. of Rocky Mountain Adaptive. So to be on the other side of the experience now, to be sharing it and to also have, and I'm looking forward to, for the people that I'm with to not have the instruction come from someone who is having to guess what it may be like to have uh, an acquired injury or a congenital injury, but someone who can be very much in the same mindset as that person. I think there's a lot of, a value from my own experiences with other uh, members of the community of the adaptive sports community that when I'm with that group of people, I find that there's so much I learn from the, from the interactions that we have that carry over to other parts of my life, like little tips and tricks that I would never think to ask from someone else who doesn't have that same lived experience with. So for me, I'm looking forward to what, the participants are going to be teaching me because it's very much a two-way street in these kind of interactions from how I can be better in my communication levels, be it verbal or nonverbal, because we do have a full spectrum of participants that we are going to be working with, uh, as well as just being out in the mountains with people, enjoying them. It's such a, a healing 
experience. Jamie, the executive director, and I have talked about it a lot, about it being mountain therapy. And I believe it's very much a very true thing. For me, I, I feel it even when I've been away from Rocky Mountain Adaptive for like four or five weeks because I've had other training that I've had to go to or other things that have come up that I get mm -hmm. back out on the mountain and I'm just like relaxed, I'm happier, the oxygen, the full spectrum of all the benefits that everyone can get are just amplified when we're in our situations because when someone like myself struggles to get through downtown Calgary, mm -hmm. I don't fathom going to the mountains. Mm -hmm. If I can't get through paved streets and ramps in a city, how the heck am I going to get through mountains and creeks and rivers? And then I come out and I'm doing things I would never dream of being able to do. All of a sudden, those ramps and those curbs and those barriers that I experienced in downtown don't look the same. They don't feel the same because now it's not, I'm not the problem with the situation was a very hard part. It's, it's that the world I live in is disabled. I'm not the disabled person. The world I live in is very disabled. And when I go to Rocky Mountain Adaptive, I find out how much ability I actually have, how much power I have. And so being able to both, again, experience those because I'm still going to have to learn being in a, a facilitator role, being the one who's in charge of making the experience. I'm going to run into things that I'm not ready to encounter and me and my students are going to have to make it up on the spot but it's even those skills and maybe that will be the skill that my student may not be able to learn a bike skill specifically that day or on top of the bike skill that they're going to learn i'm hoping we can teach and impart some life skills and that grit and that stick to itness that is very crucial i feel when handling our day-to-day -day lives because the barriers that I encounter and that fellow spinal cord injury members that I know and the full spectrum that Rocky Mountain Adaptive helps, when we can do it out in the mountains, it makes it a lot easier to do it in the city or in our day-to-day. I am in the part of the Special Olympics here in Calgary. The sports I do are floor hockey, powerlifting, as well as cross-country skiing in William Watson Lodge. So I've been out there before. Have you guys nice. been out there before? I haven't, but I'm looking forward to the trip that Janine just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> and William Watson Lodge has been closed for renovations. So we're really looking forward to it opening up and hopefully as people make bookings out at William Watson Lodge, they can learn that RMA um, is available to facilitate uh, adventure and various sporting activities out there. So that's a partnership that is really new and exciting for us um, because we have been based kind of around the Camorn Banff area. We go farther afield, but that's kind of where the core activity is. But we are very, very excited for William Watson Lodge. Oh, trust me. I've been out there a couple times myself, <laughs> not with RMA, but just as a family uh, kind of thing, because I can get the uh, the campground and the lodges for a good amount of 
money and uh yeah. down there in the winter and the summer and yes it's very accessible the um the campgrounds are all accessible for anything as well as the uh cabins they have they have a super cabins that are really accessible for wheelchairs and the old countertops are lowered everything is accessible for everybody trust me it's it's an amazing place if you don't like you don't mind uh, getting away from technology because there's no cell service out there yes that's right you are off the grid <laughs> off the grid, yes perfect so yes dave you're going to be off grid you're going to you know there's all all the bike paths are paved yes through the whole thing oh what makes uh rma different from special olympics here in calgary well that's a good question i don't have direct experience with special olympics um we have athletes who have been in special olympics and who have um, come out and done activities um, with us. I can think of one skier in particular who I skied with recently. And um, what I noticed uh, from her Special Olympics experience is that when she got out onto the ski hill, we were up on the Wawa chairlift at Sunshine Village. And she was, I would say she's a like, young woman in her early 20s. Um, who had raced, uh, Alpine raced with Special Olympics. But her attitude was so fantastic. And then as we asked her what she wanted to get out of skiing that day, she had tried some stuff. And we were kind of a gaggle of girls. Um, and we just started laughing and giggling about things. Like, oh, let's try this, try that. And she, she was scared, but she had that original skill set from all that training all yep. that Alpine racing that she had done for special Olympics. Um, and she was a medalist in everything like really accomplished, but got, we had such a good time. So I would imagine just from that, like anecdotal experience that people can take the training that they've done through special Olympics and then just apply them to the mountain environment. Um, they don't have to stay within the sport that they've specialized in because they yep. like they might want to be an all around athlete or try something new. So if they're a skier and they have that strength and stability, then that will lend itself to other mountain activities that they might want to do. Yep. So at Rocky mountain adaptive, you can, um, try, try a new sport. Um, what maybe you want to go paddling this summer. Um, but you just, you're not sure how it works and what equipment's acquired and, required and you know maybe you want to do it with a group and meet other people and get social so um you can always go back and forth they're not mutually exclusive experiences um, mm -hmm. um both activities would reinforce someone um reaching their goals feeling empowered and then finding other people in the community so that they um feel like they belong mm -hmm. and make long lifelong friends um, and hopefully get their family involved too, if that's possible. So lots of options. And that's what comes to mind when I think about RMA and the Special Olympics. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, to build on that too, Janine, I would say, I wouldn't say that there's so much a difference between the two. It's more that 
the similarities that the two have that I would be more apt to point out. Like it's very much an environment that's designed for success for the participant and that whatever accommodations may be needed, Rocky Mountain Adaptive is willing and capable of making those accommodations for the individual person. And I feel that is very much from my experience with the very few limited experience I've had with some special Olympians that have, that I've met through the programming. Uh, I would feel that is where more of the, the synergies are, are better in that uh, sense of more of what they do together and how much they care with each other, because it, I know from my own experience, like going to do my physio and when I was in the hospital and being in the physio room and learning a specific movement to be able to do a chair to car transfer mm. wasn't very enjoyable. It actually was frustrating because it's such a simple thing to one would think to go from a chair to a car, but when one doesn't have the use of their lower body, but where I found what was more exciting about Rocky Mountain Adaptive was that after about four or five weeks of doing quite a bit of Rocky Mountain Ad Adaptive's activities, my, floor, my chair to car transfers were easier. My floor to chair transfers were easier. Everything outside of Rocky Mountain Adaptive just became easier. And that's where I think both the Special Olympics programming and Rocky Mountain Adaptive's programming are very similar in the sense of that it's what happens outside of those activities that is really where you see the proof in the pudding of what, how important those specific activities are. Mm -hmm. Would agree. Thank you both. And, uh, oh my gosh, a lot. <laughs> yes, you get a lot with us. <laughs> Oh, Thank you so much for having us, Adam. I really enjoyed the conversation and thanks Dave for, for sharing your experiences as well. Well, I thank you very much all, for having me. I didn't me. know all of that as well. That was really fun. It was a pleasure to meet you as well, Adam. Thank you so much for inviting us on to, to discuss this and, and to shed light on an important aspect of our world. I think it's, it's really cool to see how accessibility is becoming more of a conversation in our communities. And these kind of conversations are those that need to be had that sometimes we don't have. So thank you very much, Adam, for taking that initiative to have this conversation with us and to shed light on this for us. Uh, it's these kind of opportunities that we have to share the success that helps with our continued success with Rocky Mountain Adaptive. So thank you so much. That was Janine and Dave talking with me over Zoom about the Rocky Mountain Adaptive. Thanks for tuning in to Accessible Airways on CGSW 90.9 FM.